0: Hello, welcome into episode 248 of Katniss Craft Collective. I'm Louise, you might hear the dog, Pod Dog Buckle, and uh, today I've got a blazer, what's a crack, and a moo me section. Moo mm-hmm. moo. <laughs> it's all about me, get your own podcast. So get a cup of tea, or your dram, and I'll eat you know what crack's been in case this this past month. The Blather Comfort When things are a bit tough, where do you get your comfort from? Last month Queen Elizabeth died and it's another hard month in politics. (laughs) And then some. And the budget. And then some. I personally have had Richard in getting his operation. All went well, thanks for asking. And then my auntie passed. To say I didn't want to add last month and, well, since then, is an understatement. I was wondering about comfort and what happens and who and where and everything about comfort for this blather. We all deal with bereavement and stress differently. Some wave flags and leaf flowers, some sit in a darkened room with blankets and ice cream. Nothing is off the table when dealing with death, but not dealing it or letting yourself grieve is not good. Whilst I was waiting on Richard messaging me that he was out of his operation, I went shopping. I tell you what, Aberdeen's Union Street's quite sad now, full of vape shops or empties or coffee shops. Thankfully, Lakeland is still there. I love Lakeland. <laughs> it's always my first port in a storm, so off I went. I also went record shopping in HMV and I spent time in the vinyl stacks, which was really quite nice. Then I sat nav myself across town, which was quite impressed because I like a a paper map <laughs> but um, I don't know if it was speaking or not, uh, I went wrong a few times, but I got there and I went to the Asian supermarket and I bought all the food. <laughs> there was loads of granddads in shopping and it just made me smile, I love granddads. I've seen a pile of other granddads collecting bairns from school in Thursday recently and their, their faces were lovely. It made me think, oh, comfort of being picked up by your granddad, must be awesome. My granddad's long gone, so I've forgotten that. So then I thought, well, there's many layers of comfort. Do you have your comfy blankie? Do you shop for comfort? Do you eat for comfort? Do you go to your family and friends for comfort? I could say comfort (laughs) in the same way, I suppose. Do you listen to music or make music? Do you jigsaw or read? Do you talk it out or clam it up? Do you sew, do you quilt? Do you knit, do you crochet or spin? Do you just go and roll in your stash? I'm thankful to my family and friends and work colleagues this past month and to some of you listeners who sent me messages, I really do appreciate them even more than normal. I'd love to hear what you do for getting your comfort, if you'd like to share. If you're currently having a hard time from one thing and another, then give yourself as much rest as you need. Think of what is comforting to you and seek it out. You very much deserve it. What's well, crack? I kind of thought that blather was going to be longer than it actually was but it was fine, um, I was just trying to find out what was comforting, it kind of the word kept coming back to me as in, oh I'm getting a bit of comfort from that or oh I could really do a bit of comfort. I'm not going to lie to you listeners, it was a little bit uh, low and quite stressful couple of months so um, this is why you never heard from me and uh, now you are so things are on the mend. What's a crack? Hey, Stephen West has just today finished his Make-Along Clues. Karen at work, and by the Karens at my work, I've got two. They're the most loveliest Karens that you could ever possibly think of. So when people say, oh, they're having a Karen moment, I can't think of the Karens that I know the best because most of the Karens that I know are lovely. So I feel quite sad for Karens being, having their names stolen from them like that. Because Karen at work, or my work, is doing the make-along. She's a wonderful knitter, so she's awesome. And she never, ever is not nice and does what they say is perceived Karen things. <laughs> I'd hate for them to have chosen the name Louise. Anyway, eh, uh, right. So Karen at work is doing the Stephen West make-along mystery knit-along and we've had a lot of fun talking about it. There was excitement about the event coming up the colour and the yarn choices that she was making and then the weekly clues and then her knitting and everybody else's actually. I have vicariously mystery knit alonged with her choices and then seeing everybody's choices on Instagram. There's loads of techniques in his shawl that, well I don't think I'd ever wear the shawl but I like the techniques and the fact that because you if you're doing it, you maybe didn't know how to do these things and now you have because it's part of the shawl. So I've really enjoyed watching other people taking part. Karen had told me that there was a wool warehouse sale and all the drops alpaca was down to almost a pound a ball. I was like, oh, I have some drops alpaca. I know I was going to make something out of it and add stuff to it. But by the time I kind of got logged on and stuff, um. And actually thought, oh, I'll maybe buy some. There was really only two colours left and it wasn't the colours that I wanted. So I thought, you're not even cast on this stuff, so just walk away from it. So if you got that Drops Alpaca, enjoy the comfort of the squish. But on the first day of the MCAL, <laughs> in another post, Franklin Habit threw down some shade by showing a picture of a fortune cookie with the fortune saying, you're never going to wear that mystery shawl. I know. There was quite a lot of comments underneath agreeing, some of actually recognised people, I'm not sure if there was any listeners in there, but I recognised the names of some of them, saying it's just a marketing technique for Stephen West to sell his yarn. And to be fair, his yarn isn't on the expensive side, for my budget, but maybe not yours. However, I did think he was a little unkind of Franklin, and not very supportive of a fellow yarn business person. I don't know. Personally, I love a make-along when you have a gang and you get excited about it, but I'm not really a mystery knit-along person, whilst I get a lot out of the techniques as I've mentioned. I realise that I prefer to know what the finished object is going to look like and if indeed I would actually wear it. I didn't in the end wear mine and I gave it away as a gift to a very special crafter, but I did enjoy the process and I'm hoping that the crafter go as much as I got out of giving it to her. Maybe she didn't and maybe she's passed it on and that's okay too. I still enjoyed the techniques that was in it. Maybe Mystery Alongs should be have a tagline. Are you a process or a product knitter? Move along if you're product knitter but I would like to mention the wonderful Maddy Harvey who has a Mystery Knit Along just about finished just now on her shawl, Kinfolk. Now for her pattern price of £4.50 she included the Knit Along Facebook page group a five weekly Zoom knit nights also video tutorials and the pattern itself and a motivational grab street Street. I can't remember my writing grab sheet for progress and I was like £4.50 Maddie wow that's a lot I know that designers do like to put the extra bit in and they're all very polished but £4.50 are you underpricing yourself Maddie? Hmm. Anyway everybody go and look at Maddie Harvey's stuff because her uh, patterns and aesthetic is just really nice and having met her a few times she's really nice and she deserves it This weekend is Glasgow School of Yarn. I hope that you all have a wonderful time. I will enjoy watching you and your photographs on Instagram. I shall live vicariously. Um, I've been in the past and had wonderful weekends with mum, meeting up with Ella and other people. And actually, that's where I met Maddie Harvey. So you could go along and meet your Maddie Harvey at a class or just at the show. And the other way I was thinking about is all the yarn shows is people quite splurge because it's an event and stuff and yeah we maybe probably all buy too much and don't go back to it but then I'm thinking well the price of entry and the price of getting there is spending it on all the uh, purchases that you make you're not then having to pay for postage and packaging Ta-da! it's that way <laughs> yeah know. it's not really the same as it if you come for quite a distance but um, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm, no. End of sentence. I very much enjoyed your Perth Yarn Fest and your Rhinebeck and your Shetland Wool Week. I'd really love to go to Rhinebeck and Shetland Wool Week, and I'd like to go back to Perth Yarn Fest as well. I also realised recently I've not bought any yarn this year, so my stash, and my stash is still too big for comfort. It was at one point I was was a little bit overwhelmed by it and everything. And I just went up and I thought, I'll go and roll my stash because it always cheers me up. And I looked at it and thought, I don't know where to start. But then I thought later on, I've not bought anything this year. And I am working on stuff I bought from last year um, and previous years. So, and I have ideas on mostly what I've got to go. So I'm not going to have any guilt on it. And I have on occasion thought of de-stashing, but... The fact that I have yarn from many of you as presents over the years stops me because I think it would be incredibly rude to sell something someone else has given me in that respect. Plus, you've all got really good taste. I'm ever the optimist that I will get round to all of it at some point. I've all got, um, I've got ideas for all, well that's not a lie. I don't have ideas for all of it but I'm sure eventually when it wants to know what it wants to be it will tell me. However, I do get a lot of comfort and rummaging in my stash thinking of the kindness of you lot, so whilst I might not be using it traditionally to make something, I use it to make someone, as in me, happy. I'm definitely a soft yarn person. I like soft and squishy yarns and fabric. I do have non-soft and squishy yarns, and they have their purpose too, but I also... (laughs) Well, more than often, like the soft and squishy, especially when I'm in that kind of mood or need. Hello section. Uh, Hello to you if you've been with me for a whiley, if you've been with me forever, and if you've been with me just five minutes. And yeah, hello. Would normally be a Sandy hello, wouldn't it? But he's gotten a bit old now. Hello to Barbara Robson, the most wonderful lady. I hope that your adventure is going well. And haven't seen any photographs yet, so can you give me a prod? And I want to see because I'm nosy that way. Uh, hello to my Jewish friends and listeners. I see there's been a bit anti-Semitic, I think that's how you say it, crap. That's definitely how you say it. Going on just now, don't hold with any of that crap. So completely unnecessary. And... I'm pulling up the chair, especially for you at my table and everybody else, in fact, unless you're going to be the anti-Semitic one and then you can just do one. Hello to Kate Noble. Thank you, my friend. Hello to Angela of Scotch Tweed. She's off to represent Scotland next month. So train, 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 Angela. Hello to Ski in Alaska. And hello to Suzanne Cotton and Gifnick Girl in Glasgow, because I bet they're both going to the Glasgow School of Yarn. They might even be listening to me just now on the way there. That would be nice. Or even on the way back. Either way, I hope you have had fun. Or having fun. Or Ella's just doing her ironing as usual, but, you know, I'm helping doing the ironing. I'm assisting by keeping Ella sane so she doesn't burn things. And... <laughs> it's little things, little things. Also, I'd like to say hello to Jessica of Little Twig Designs in Australia, who is running a fundraiser for kidney health in Australia. I'll put the link in the show notes, so if anyone would like to donate, I'll have it there. Jessica sadly lost her mum a year ago now, and she's doing this in memory of her mum, which to me is very comforting and absolutely lovely. me 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 section bringing the vibe back up again i'm working on my breathing space my vira Malamaki jumper using rebel crafts trigel tralagel can merino and four ply on it and i've got a dark purple and a blush pink i'm now down to five inches of plain net in the round before the twisted rib at the bottom of the top down jumper before I then go back to do the sleeves. I fell off the Knit Every Day wagon. You're not going to tell me off, are you? <laughs> Progress was then slowed. I i mean, i enjoy knitting on it. I quite enjoy knitting it when I'm watching telly. Um, and my favourite favourite programme just now is a bit random. Gone fishing with Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer. It's kind of up there like a Great British Bay Golf, and it's just lovely, 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 lovely. Um, they basically go fishing, and it tends to be fly fishing. But if you've ever stuck a rod in some water and you've tried to catch some fish, then you'll appreciate that part of it even if you're just doing it for sticking your rod off the pier and if you catch fish, cool, if you don't catch fish, doesn't matter, it's going for the company and you can tell that they really, really, really like each other and they talk and it's really nice the things that they talk about, they talk about their dads um, and they talk about their families and they talk about their health and both of them had heart problems and they talk Quite naturally about how they're sort of dealing with it, and they talk about mental health. And uh, Ted, the little patterdale cross dog who reminds me a little bit of quote and a little bit of Buchal, um, is sort of wandering around in the background with his bail. They put a bale on him like a cat, so they knew where he was. And he's just a lovely little doggy that they talk to and stuff. And um if you're needing just a little bit of not dramatic television then anyone else just sitting there, it, I couldn't recommend it highly enough, they make you laugh they can be serious and yet they're quite excited, they're so excited when they catch a fish and most of the time they let them go sometimes they eat them but not very often, so um, there, there's one for you it's not something I thought I would ever say go on fishing, but there you go and also if you ever want to buy things to keep yourself organized look no further than stuff that fishermen buy because they've got these amazing uh, organizational toolkit kit things and bags and boxes and you can keep all your crafty stuff in them and then you could maybe wear them in the waders and, sit and knit <laughs> and then maybe you would like to get into the fly fishing and fly tying and Give me some salmon, cause I quite like some. Here, uh, my knitting. Oh, yeah, I was on a there was an appointment. I went off on the tandem. My knitting did go for a trip to Aberdeen, and did not get worked on. Twice, <laughs> I took it down with me both times when I was down the hospital. Twice, I never picked it up. It has the equivalent knitting not worked on air miles. <laughs> My knitting likes to go on holiday. My knitting likes to be on holiday and not get worked on. And then um, in the October holidays for school, I took all my mittens, scarves, cowls and hats out. I washed them and organised them. I wasn't, it wasn't on mitten day, which there is a thing in Norway, which is what they do, but close enough. I remember Paul of Knitting Pipeline talking about Mittendine. It's a really good idea, you take out all your winter nets because we're starting to need them now. Although this week it warmed up weirdly. And I just went through them and put everything that needed washed in a wool washer in my machine and it never shrunk a thing. So that was good. I like my washing machine. And dried it out and put aside things that um, we don't wear and also retired some knitwear by unravelling it. I sat and watched The Empress on Netflix whilst unravelling, which was quite cathartic actually, and the programme was okay but it did make me look up the history of Emperor Franz of Austria and the Empress is his who he got married to, um, Elizabeth. And this is in the late 1800s, and then it helped with a bit of the reasons behind World War One, which Daisy's just started in history. So I thought, oh, ties in. I don't think that the time frame of the programme, because I'm only three, maybe four episodes in, deals with that part of things, because it's on her and she died well before that, um, the First World War. But he certainly was about. In the sewing news, I was going to start on a blue jersey dress, but I kind of got sidetracked by remembering that I made a quilt top at the top of the year, maybe last year, and I didn't have wadding at the time. So I looked it out and I put it together with the wadding that I then bought in July <laughs> and I've forgotten. This was a charm pack that is five-inch squares, and the theme is sewing. Um, and it's got a really nice pattern of measuring tapes <laughs> I looked at it properly because often I was just putting it out and then studied it and realised that the measuring numbers go like 19, 18, 23, 25, 17 so the numbers are there they're just in the wrong order and I mustn't use it as a measure tape <laughs> but it made me laugh and, um, and I really like it so I sandwiched the quilt top the middle wadding and the bottom part of the quilt on using on the floor and then safety pinned it all. And I've decided that this is not my favorite part of the quilt process. However, I did enjoy choosing the threads to go on the top and the bottom and quilt it. And then I changed my needle to a quilting needle. Because I sat there and I've looked at my machine and I thought, you're supposed to change your needles to quilting needles for when you're quilting louise. Right, okay opened the wee flap with the wee drawer that I've got. Um, wow, I was organised. My quality needles are actually in there, so, so that's good, because I have a few places that I keep my needles and I don't quite know why I don't put them all in the same place. However, they were in there and I thought I'd better change it over because it's partly the thing to do every time you start a new project because you've got a sharp new needle, which causes less damage to your machine and gives you a nicer end product. So I'm sitting there looking and going, don't oh, needles in there. I have got no memory at all of what needle is in there. And while some of my needles are colour coded at the top and the back I, The this one wasn't. So it just got put back in the Universal Kitties. And I put a quilting needle in it and I thought, hmm, I'm gonna get organised here because I've done my a day I'd done my pants drawer too. We didn't have a very exciting October holidays, it's <laughs> to be said. But sometimes you need these little breaks of selvage at the end of your row and space that you can just stare. So I was doing about that and it's what I've done. I changed the needle to a new fresh quilting needle and I put a wee piece of paper, not even a post-it note because I couldn't find them. <laughs> to be a bit more organised. And I put it in the drawer bit in the front of the machine with the needle name and the needle date. So next time, I'll know what's on it. And I think then that if I start doing this, I'll get a little bit more in charge of which needle I'm using for what. Because it was okay if I was constantly sewing on one thing, like cotton or bags or something. but. Sometimes it's jeans, and sometimes it's quilting, and sometimes it's jersey fabric, which you use different needles for. And as I said, it's good practice to change your needle. And I'm not sure if it's a bit excessive, and maybe not on the environmental friendly side, so I decided that because I can hear when a needle is blunting, because it makes a daunting noise, and you can go, "Mm," and it'll skip a stitch as well, because it's not punching through enough, but when you're using different projects, it's hard to keep up. So this is going to be my new solution. Keeping a note. I might even put a little book somewhere and keep a note there and make it look cute. But until then, it's just a wee tiny piece of scrap paper. <laughs> so I finished the square lap quilt. Um, I sat and hand-stitched it last Friday night when the Burns were at kayaking with Richard and um, in the pool, not outside. A bit cold that right now and it was just really nice to just sat and watched netflix and um yeah i enjoyed that the blue dress might be next or it might not be i did enjoy the quilting and i have a jelly roll actually i can hear it yes so on me next so me next but uh, it's stopping me because i do need some uh, in between fabric to go with it for the pattern that I was thinking about for my bed. But it's, it's still a column in it. Anyway, moving back to netting. I bought the sea glass and snow pine patterns from Wool and Pine Designs. The sea glass, well, they're actually both supposed to be for using up your stash. Oh, that's my noisy chair. I'm on the noisy chair. Um, the sea glass, you are doing a one by one with lots and lots of different uh, yarns and the snow pine, you use three skeins of four ply and you have, the, it's, I think it's an intarsia type of pattern because you're working, I think, I can't remember now, top down, I did read it and it was a few weeks ago now, and your sleeves are a different pattern from your body so and also you're doing a fly stitch all the way through with your third yarn so your front and your back is the same and your both sleeves are the same i mean they could be different but this is the way that the pattern's set up for the snow pine and it's also it's to try and use up your miscellaneous stash yarns that you've bought and sometimes your colors are going to tie in throughout your life because you are a purple person ella or you're a Blue person, me, or it could just be naturals, Miss Louise. And that's the other one, not me. She does use other colours as well, but she's very particular. She likes her naturals and I like that she likes her naturals. So um, I really love the fact that they are upping the using your stash yarn, auntie. I mean, it's really cool that people are supporting the... Uh, yarn dyers and yarn manufacturers as well because it's just really cool but it's also really cool that somebody has kind of gone well there's this huge market and people have got stash yarn don't know what to do with and they've got bits and pieces which is what the sea glass is totally aimed at so i had a lovely long conversation with Mailski about the both of them actually and also the wallady bag because that's she has that as well And they've since put out a new jumper on that design as well, but I'm not thinking that way. So we were discussing the sea glass because I'm not so keen on the visible joint up the back. Um, One of you lovely listeners did this and you put a placket on the back. So I was thinking about making it a cardigan and having that up the front um, and just uh, sticking it down um, so, Mel was talking about, well, you made me put extra stitches in and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why didn't they just put the join where you change rows up the side underneath the armpit? So, I've not cast it on, but I have put aside a bag of yarns of blues and greens and purples that are sitting on the top of the stash going... We, have got no idea what we want to be, but we would probably be a very good C-class because that's the way my um, yarn talks. Did you? Did yours not have that same voice? Oh, okay. See, all my main um, impersonations are the same and my husband says that I didn't realise that your brother was in the room and I was like, well, he sounds the same as you. <laughs> So all my impersonations are all the same, when they're the same thing. <laughs> that makes perfect sense in my head. And listeners, because you're my kindred spirits, I'm sure it will make perfect sense in yours. Moving on. So my mirror issue three arrived, and there's some really, really lovely, stylish, wearable patterns in there. My favourite, I think, was the Hamo Hami. H-A-U-M-E-A by Alison Hsu. And It was quite a hard choice because I really like all of them. So the, well done, Alison, on this issue again. It must be really hard being that good all the time. Um, <laughs> no pressure or nothing. So also UK stamps are sort of changing in January too. You have to have barcode bits on them as well. So if you've got stamps without barcodes on that, you need to use them by then, or you can get them swapped over. I'm planning on writing a few letters and using mine up, and then also using them to send out Christmas cards. So if you are long overdue a letter from me, keep an eye on the post because I'm going to make sure that I send out some letters. I received one yesterday from Monica. Hi, Monica. And I got that feeling of, I love letters. And I do know that I have letters well, well, well overdue. In fact, there's one I had started writing on the Easter holidays. Thought I'd sent it. Found it September time. Went to write a bit more. And I got interrupted by it. It's, it's dinner. It's dinner time. Come down and meet dinner. That's obviously, you know, that's not my brother. That's my husband impression. <laughs> so, um i put it down and then never go back to it and i feel really bad about that so yeah vicky that's you sorry <laughs> she probably thinks i'm dead so if um i will do that and yeah i just love getting letters in the post so i'm hoping that you just love getting letters in the post too and get that lovely feeling so, well listeners i hope that your knitting has given you the comfort that you need and want this cold october weekend um if you're out guising um on monday i hope that you get lots of sweeties and you do your good treat because you should always do a joke or a party piece for getting your sweeties you used to have to when i was grown up and i don't see why well, i should change any so I just shouting chuck or treat and getting thrown sweets out go away but i'm actually kind of in a way it's spooky because I'm not a big Halloween fre- frenzy person, but um, I kind of like how people have decorated their houses a bit more this year. Um, I went oh, last weekend and I was stopped in an Inverness at my pal Mari's house. And at the end of her drive is a witch. And I thought it was Mari <laughs> standing waiting on me. She just happened to be passing, wearing a witch's hat just to welcome me in for a laugh and as i'm sort of driving past going is that maury and then richard's going no <laughs> he didn't he didn't say that. No. <laughs> no um no you silly fool it's it's made up oh because it's quite tight and driveway that part and i was trying not to crush the car but i kept thinking it was maury <laughs> it's quite spooky so um well done you if you like spooky things I'm not a big spooky fan, but um, enjoy Halloween and all its things and um, enjoy a safe bonfire night. People in the UK, if you're going to a bonfire display, don't have one or an unsafe one yourself. Um, And also if you don't want to have fireworks, please feel free to donate some food to the doggy shelters. um, I started following a doggy shelter in Wales called Many Tears Rescue, and and it was purely because they had a dog called Quattro, and he was a beagle, and I was oh there's a little doggy called Quattro oh he's got he's in the shelter oh it's so sad now, at first I thought this was a shelter in in um, United States but I didn't realised it was in Wales, oh, I was so tempted but then part of me was like. And I went Quattro and a white dog came running through and it wasn't a little black dog, but I couldn't have that. But eventually little Quattro the Beagle got a new home and he went off and he seems to be very happy in his new home. So that's really good. And I like sort of seeing the the happy bits and it's so sad when people maltreat animals and doggies and cats and stuff. And you see the before pictures, that's sad. So, and I think sadly because of all the pandemic doggies that got bought and then there's now the cost of living crisis and people just their circumstances have changed and they just simply cannot afford this dog or cat in the house and it's really sad to think that some of these pets will be put up for adoption but there are good people in the world that will give these lovely dogs and cats and animals a New home and a new lease of life, and a new doggy smile because there's just nothing nicer than the doggy sitting in the car on his way to its new home. <laughs> so, if you'd like to contact me, um, I'm on Keithness Craft Collective at gmail.com, I'm on Instagram. The other ones, maybe not. And you can get the podcast from your usual podcatcher or from the website www.keithnesscraftcollective.podbean.com which you'll be having a hissy bit because it's forgotten who I am. So take care and hold your knitting close and hope that you get lots of comfort this next month. I'm going to put on some lovely romantic, relaxing music. I might put a bit of spooky stuff in the middle of it as well because I'm using the Soundtrap. Um, thing on my computer that has fancy things instead of the phone this time right, take care listeners